with Brian and Susan. We're so happy to be here in the middle of July where it's 157 degrees in Texas. Holy shit. Of course, I'm Brian and I am with Susan. How's it going? Going good. You cannot be more right about how stupid hot it is in Texas. It's like too hot to swim. It's, it is. It is. Like it's too hot. Literally, um, the, when we went to the pool, we got in the water and we're like, it's not even cold enough. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, uh, we have such a good episode. Well, today's episode is our 10th episode. It's a milestone for a couple of reasons because it is our 10th episode. We've been doing this because I've known Susan for, I'd like to say years, and I guess it's been years. <laughs> and we've done five. <laughs> and we've done podcasts before, but we've never had our own, what we could call our own and share it. But I'm just so happy to do it. No BS, Brian and Susan, episode 10. My gourd. Uh, and it's another milestone because it's Susan's birthday. Uh, she turned 21 finally. <laughs> <laughs> so kind. 32. But yeah. 32. I feel 25. I feel 25. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, and so this, this uh, episode's all about birthdays. It's called Happy Birthday, Mr. President and Susan. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and our main event's going to be all about birthdays and our favorite birthdays from a kid and adults and birthday movies and TV and songs and desserts and all that good stuff. Our blind watches later, honorable mentions of stuff we're watching. But first, uh, the updates in life and movie and TV updates and news. Uh, but yeah, let's start with birthday susan 32 um how does one celebrate their birthday during a pandemic gosh you'd be surprised honestly i was i was good with it like considering i was kind of dreading it was like ugh, it's like i don't even feel like i should be celebrating because i feel like everyone got you know quarantine birthday but uh the sunday before my birthday i um we went to my family's and we just we just had we ordered in pizza and wings and just you know kept our distance we still haven't like hugged anybody but where'd you order pizza and wings from domino's and Wingstop. i i, I let that be Wingstop. trevor's choice because when we do our families since both trevor and i have july birthdays we let that just be like for both our birthdays uh, but that one was, was pretty chill. It was still nice just to be with the family. Um, and, oh, and I did hang out with Holly before too. And I'm, so some of my friends, uh, just separately, like, uh, Holly came over, we watched a movie and went to Olive Garden, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get at Olive Garden? What's the, what's the Susan oh, special? Oh my God, my favorite meal, Brian. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, I told Holly this too. I was like, it, when I have Olive Garden, I don't have it often, and it hits the spot. Chicken scampi, so good. No onions. What's Delicious. chicken scampi? Is it like shrimp scampi, but with chicken? It's um, I, they have a shrimp scampi dish, but it's different than the chicken one. It's like almost like it's like six chicken tenders, like breaded a little bit, and it's like this garlic 
butter, kind of lemony sauce with angel hair pasta and bell peppers. It's just deliciousness. Um, and of course, their salad and breadsticks are awesome. <laughs> it's so good. It was so delicious. Um, uh, but oh, and she got me this Bayside shirt. Oh, hell yeah. I was so excited (laughs) for this. Uh, But anyways, um, what was it? So, yeah. So on my actual birthday, though, we kept it chill. Trevor and I, we got Torchy's Tacos to go in the morning, watched some Simpsons. Um, Did you watch the happy birthday, Lisa? Did you watch that one? I did not because we're doing it like in order. We're restart okay. watching them from the beginning, but it's like it's going to be a slow rewatch because we yeah. can't just like binge The Simpsons. Right. Um, but no, I that I do mention that later on in the episode though. Um, so we watched that. We played some uh, Switch. Went to the pool, um, and then we went to Bob's Steakhouse, uh, which was really good, honestly. And they are. I think they're 25% capacity. I can't remember what they're doing, but it's very like you walk in, we wore our masks um, all the way to your table. Uh, The servers are pretty, you know, they keep their space from you. And then you wear your mask if you have to go to the bathroom and if whenever you leave. But honestly, it was delicious food. I love Bob's Steakhouse. And then we just came back and he sang happy birthday to me with some leftover bunt cake and um, we watched Palm Springs. Nice. Nice. Did you get extra carrots at Bob's? <laughs> it, no. Do you like the carrot at Bob's? I mean, I'll eat the carrot. I mean, it's there. I'll eat it for the most part. You know, I like phallic things. <laughs> uh, it's, it looks so phallic. We get it deglaze. We don't like the glaze. It's way too sweet. It's already sweet without the glaze, but uh, it looks like a straight up penis in the middle of your plate. <laughs> It, it does, really does. It does. Like every time, especially when you take a picture and you see like you got this round steak and round baked potato and like this carrot stick right in the middle. I'm like, they okay. know what they're doing, by the they way. They do, but it's a nice touch. That's why I like Bob's. It's one of the few restaurants that you're going to pay a lot of money for a piece of steak, but at least you get a potato and carrot with it. No, for sure. You get a potato and carrot. I really like the Brussels sprouts. They're good. The calamari is really good. We got the Brussels and we got, oh, their shrimp cocktail was really good. And their Caesar salad. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm a a fan of that place. Uh, Two times ago I went, uh, the last time I went, I usually just do a guy's night there. And the last time I went was with Andrew Conway, our good friend Andrew Conway, just him and I, we just went, we just up and went with this. Y'all go on a date? Was this like a treat yourself? (laughs) Yeah, we did. It was real. Well, he mentions like, you want to go to Bob's? I was like, you sure you want to go to Bob's? He's like, yeah, man. I was like, fuck it. Let's go. It's like a Tuesday. <laughs> Good Lord. That's such a, that, that was it a celebration or was it just a No, ring? it was just to go. All so right, Andrew. We, I usually do that with my friend Warren. Um, and the last time I went with Warren was really funny because uh, we usually do guys nights and we usually do call like a blowout dinner where we go somewhere real nice and just do it up there. Mm-hmm. And so we did Bob's the last time we did it. And we asked our friend uh, Scott to go. And he's like, oh. can't go. Not not Scott Jackson, but um, oh, oh. no, 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 oh, another Scott. Okay, okay. Scott to go. Um, and he, he just replied, no, I can't make it. Mm. <laughs> we're like, what? 
no, no reason. And so Warren and I get to Bob's Steakhouse. We sit down and what do we see? We see Scott there with a bunch of other dudes, I guess, for work. Oh and my so, God, why didn't he just say that? I know. So what, uh, it was like, it was like the perfect miracle of what we could do because we've been dying to do this. Um, so he's with like eight other people. It's business and shit like that with them. Mm-hmm. And Bob's has like a small yay, a wine small yay. And mm. so <laughs> um, I asked our waiter, I was like, or I asked the sommelier, I was like, do you see that table over there? I, what is your shittiest bottle of wine? Like the shittiest, like the worst thing you could ask for. He's like, oh, oh it will be this like light pink one, you oh. know? And I was like, send it to that guy at that table and tell him it's from us and tell him it's the worst fucking wine ever. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> and they did it. And oh my God, he saw us. Everybody started laughing. He came over. It was really funny. We ended up going out afterwards. <laughs> okay. That's nice. <laughs> but Great. I but I get, we get that idea from, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. There's an episode where the gang kind of goes separately to a nice dinner and to pay respect, they send each other the shittiest bottle of, <laughs> or shittiest glass of wine and just like goes downhill from there but it's really funny so i'm glad we got to do that to scott at that Bob's. is funny that it's is, good yeah. you had a I crazy mean, birthday yeah for yeah being it was... a glo- global pandemic yeah <laughs> awesome. yeah no i i'm like i mean mostly and then like uh and then and i mean trevor gave me some clothes and um actually this one of these things that's really cool oh prop your phone up yeah, and well, you can clip it onto your uh, AC vent. There's still something else that's coming that he ordered from a shady site, which he was like, it was going to take a while to get here, but it's the thing I think you're going to like the most. So, oh, can't wait. All right. Excited <laughs> what it is. But, yeah. I like this. Well, happy, happy birthday. Thank you. You are, uh, you are amazing. We love you and just Aww. happy to be doing this 10th episode with you. Happy birthday, Mr. President and Susan. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Thanks. So we were speaking of the global pandemic. Let's, you know, update everyone. Movie theaters are still closed. Mm -hmm. Um, Tenant has been pushed back a few times. Um, Why can't everybody just agree to close movie theaters until next year? I mean, I think that's going to happen at this point. I don't know when a movie theater, at, at this, that's not going to open in August. So I, I, if schools aren't opening, if schools aren't opening until possibly after September 7th, they might as well go ahead and push it to September. But I don't see that changing. I think at this point, you might as well just, they're going to have to go streaming for, they're going to have to fully commit to streaming for the movies that they're willing to to do that and i guess i mean do you think it's even gonna be better by january i honestly don't think so just because you know that's kind of flu season mm-hmm. and uh i think with the flu and covid and whatever else that's coming our way uh it's not gonna look good i'm like i'm expecting a shutdown again in texas today or this today season. yeah i think uh, i mean it's like getting crazier out there Oh shit, oh, man! I hope not. I mean, because yeah. because they just they they yesterday they put out that the school districts are not mm-hmm. opening now. So until all well, until the the like after like after the seventh or whatever, like September seventh, they want they want to hold it online for like three weeks and then they'll reevaluate to see if they can open it. 
Yeah, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, it's not a good idea. Um, but yeah, things bars are closed again. You know, it's just it's a whole thing, and I think it's still going to get worse before it gets better because um, again, there is uh, no leadership. And hopefully yeah. the USA needs a huge win this year in November. So vote um, people. <laughs> yes. Vote. Um, it's needs a huge win. Everybody needs to be out of the office and have new people in because there's, Agreed. I mean, I can't imagine having somebody like Barack Obama in this time who's constantly helping and, you know, <laughs> have some sort helping out where we don't have anybody in charge doing that right now. Governors, it make, anybody. Yeah, well, doesn't it make you wonder if Obama was president during this time, how everything would have been handled? No, it would have been handled. It would yeah. Have, I mean, it would have been handled. Well, he would have um, thought it was real from the start. And, right. You know. <laughs> and he, he, would, he wouldn't have, um, what did he do the other day? Um, he, the CDC finds, or the, or no, the all the COVID patients who are tested positive are not going to the CDC now they're going directly to Trump so he can fudge the numbers did you know that well of course I mean stop testing stop testing guys if you don't do the test then you're not going to be positive isn't that brilliant (laughs) logic don't get tested for cancer and you won't have cancer you know you know it's crazy it's crazy and so I just think it's going to get worse before it gets better um I agree and I don't think that's going to happen until January when somebody else is going to be sworn in. I think, yeah, well, God help us November 3rd that we do have a change in leadership. Um, but also, I, I'm with you. I think at this point, I don't think movie theaters are going to open up this year. I think it's going to be like, I, there, it's going to keep getting closer and closer to the end of 2020. And they're going to be like, all right, fresh start in 2021. We'll open back up and... Maybe, I mean, I hear they're at, they're starting testing for a vaccine, but I mean, it takes months to get that test going to see, or no, I think it takes, I heard it takes two years to see if the vaccine actually works. Right. And then after that, when it rolls out, you know, it's probably going to be for first responders first Mm -hmm. and then for the elderly and then for, you know, like people like you and I, right? um, which is fine. Yeah. uh, But no, movie theaters that can't go to movies like have a release slate online on demand fix your $20 uh movie rental it can't be that much it has to be like $7.99 or $9.99 yeah um at the most um but yeah that's what's where it is I mean yeah I just wish that you know we were able to follow like every other country in the world and actually lock down and quarantine Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't be in this situation, but oh well, we are. Well, other countries are doing better than us right now. Yeah, almost all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we deserve another stimulus check, by the way. I'm like, come on, really? Yeah, it'll be signed by him again, too. <laughs> oh, did you get your letter? <laughs> nice you got letter. the letter saying that he signed it and then, oh, and then the stimulus check. <laughs> we, got, we got the check and then there was a letter saying, uh, Trevor saved it for me. He was like, you're, we got a letter that you're really going to like. And I'm like, really? I got so excited. And then he, it, was, it was a letter from, from him, but like, not really. And it was just like, uh, by now you should have gotten your check. You're welcome. 
Yeah, no, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. You're welcome for that. And I'm like, I didn't say thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yes, Tenet, the big summer movie. I mean, there's no summer blockbuster, you know, movies. There's no summer theaters. It's 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 all it's all in the bag. Um, not this year, Tenet. Mm-hmm. Please just push yourself back at least till December. We'll see yeah. how it's going then. But even mm-hmm. then, it's not going to happen. Uh, and it's interesting to see that, you know, people are going to drive-ins in every week. You're like, oh, Jurassic Park is number one at the box office. Oh, Avengers <laughs> is number one at the box office. E.T. is number one at the box office. Yeah. And it's like, huh? You're like, yeah, they're showing it at all the drive-ins. It's like, hell That's yeah. It. I would like to go to a drive-in when it cools down. Uh, once right. it cools down, I think uh, Trevor and I might try that. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Um, for me, like, I just have a really good setup here. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, seeing something like E.T. or Goonies, you know, I've seen it in the theater. I've seen it many times in the theater. And I'd just rather watch it here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I, that's me, though. I know a lot of people love going to see it with an audience and shit. But. Or just to, well, I get, I think the drive-in is just a great option just to get out of the house if you really want that something else to do that's safe. You know, you stay in your car and you don't, I mean, you can bring your own food technically. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. You know, you don't have to go inside or anything like yeah. that. But, and there's not really one close to Dallas. I think the closest one here is like, you know, 45 minutes out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, after seeing a movie, it's like, do you want, do I want to drive an hour back home? Right. After a movie I've seen a million times before. Yeah. I don't know. But um, there it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to, let, let's move on from that, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Um, let's bring up, let's bring up uh, Extreme Rules. I didn't know what that was. It's a WWE pay-per-view, Extreme oh, Rules. Oh, okay, okay. Happening July 19th, this Sunday. Originally supposed to be in San Jose, California, but, you know, <laughs> it's not happening. It's going to happen at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, which is where they've been doing every live show and every pay-per-view without an audience for the last few months. And this is actually a different kind of Extreme Rules pay-per-view. It is called The Horror Show at Extreme Rules, which I can't wait to watch. Uh, There's some pretty fun stuff happening. Um, The main event is Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre, the current champion. Uh, Wonderful. It is uh, not said yet of what type of match it will be, but I would imagine it is going to be a tables ladders and chairs or some kind of crazy match i don't know mm-hmm. um oscar versus sasha banks for the raw women's champion bailey versus nikki cross uh for the smackdown women's championship braun Strowman versus bray wyatt in a wyatt swamp fight this is going to be one of those movie matches where it's filmed on location in a swamp because bray wyatt and braun Strowman used to be brothers in the Ooh. wyatt family they broke off, and now it's coming back. Uh, Ray Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. An, an eye for an eye match. What does that m- mean, Susan? I'm not sure. Uh, is it a death match? I it's don't know. almost a death match. An <laughs> eye for an eye match means the yeah. match can only be won when one competitor extracts an eye from their opponent. Okay, so, I was almost going to say that, but how, okay, how do they do that? They actually, like, <laughs> fake pulling out an eye? I don't know what's going to happen, but I imagine something they're going to show something and 
you know, <laughs> fake blood will be around here. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, no. my God. God. We'll put an eye patch on. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> that's this Sunday. That's uh, okay. Cool. Yes. Jeez. Very well, excited. I'm glad they've been able to keep up their their content and not have to, uh, you know, cancel or anything. Right. Uh, I am too. And the other match is Apollo Cruz um, for the United States Champion versus MVP, who is an old school wrestler. Um, I'm sure. After tonight, SmackDown, uh, there will be more matches announced. But yes, that is coming up on Sunday, the horror show at Extreme Rules on the WWE Network. If you don't have the WWE Network, you can sign up and subscribe to it, and your first month will be free. So you could watch the pay-per-view for free um, for the first month. And uh, what else is there? Um, Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. they're doing a good job, I guess. They finally took their cues from AEW All Elite Wrestling, where they're having some of the, you know, the up-and-coming wrestlers who are not on TV yet mm-hmm. come out into the audience, and they have plexiglass everywhere. They're all standing away from each other, and they all have masks on, so there's some kind of, you know, cheers and boos yeah. instead of it being silent, so that's pretty good. Cool, cool. That's yeah. uh, That'll be interesting. <laughs> It is definitely going to be fun. I'm definitely going to be watching it. Uh, Let's move on to uh, the Barnes and Noble sale. I I heard about this. So they've been doing this for a number of years. Um, Barnes and Noble twice a year has a Criterion collection sale. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Criterion collection, you know, it's a home video company uh, and movie company that releases the most uh, poignant and significant and important films on their uh, home video releases. And, you know, they're some of the best movies ever made. And uh, twice a year, Barnes & Noble does a 50% off sale uh, for these Criterion collections. And if you have the Barnes & Noble membership, you'll get an extra 10%. So that is 60% off Barnes & Noble. It's madness. It's amazing. It's online. It's in store. Um, Did you get yourself some this year? Uh, I have done round one, yes. Oh, round one. Round what does round one, one include? Well, be- so because the sale goes on for like four or five weeks. So oh, it's, wow. it's not just like a day or two. It's like for uh-huh. a month, um, which is awesome. And yeah. so, so far, so Susan and I being kind of in the film critic business, uh, her more so than me. <laughs> I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> no, uh, no, we're both are. Um, yeah. We get a lot of movies sent to us <clears throat> and Criterion's one of them. You more so than me on that. <laughs> right. I cover all the Blu-rays. Yeah. And uh, so... I try, it's hard for me to find ones that I actually want. I mean, I want all of them, but it would be crazy. So I try to find ones that I didn't get or whatnot for review. So the ones I got uh, this last time was Mm. The Brood by um, the horror movie, The Brood and The Prince of Tides. Okay. The the Streisand movie. Um, And uh, they just released the Bruce Lee set, which was six of his movies. And... Uh, Criterion was like, we're not sending that. <laughs> but Dan, so I bought it at 
Barnes Noble. And then what do I hear the next day? They sent it. <laughs> oh no, they said, so you have two now? I have two. So it's well, either going to be a giveaway or I'll sell it back or return it. I don't know. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. You know, I only have two criterions. That's it. Breakfast Club? Of course. Breakfast Club. When that came out, yes. And then the only other one was Hobby a Hobby. gift. Let me guess. Uh, Is it something I would think I would know? It's something I, I think you would like. I don't is I'm trying to think of what it would be like it's a movie you like yo yeah it's one of it's probably in my top 10 I would say of all time actually top 10 well I know obvious child's definitely not in the criterion yet uh obvious I love obvious child but that's not in my all time is it punch drunk love no I thought that movie was just okay election no although I I have a newer appreciation for that film it's really good now to me Armageddon no. Do you want me to give you a hint? Yes, give me a hint. Okay. I guess this will be a big hint. This, it's my favorite Wes Anderson. Oh, shit. Okay. It's one of the Wes Anderson movies. So he has tons of them out there. So there's mm-hmm. Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Royal Tannenbaums. You said it, one of them. Uh, oh, is it Royal Tannenbaums or Rushmore? Yeah. Oh, Royal Tannenbaums? I, Royal Tannenbaums. I absolutely love that movie and it's funny because trevor has a criterion too we both don't want to give it up we're like well i'm keeping mine i'm not getting rid of it either so we have two but we watched it not too long ago and that movie always makes me cry i always cry no it's uh yeah the so the whole buckley thing and him and his dad you know yeah the, it's a great yeah right when his dad dies and you see ben stiller like i i don't know it's just that part gets me no, that's good. It's good. I, I love that movie. I still quote that movie today on almost a regular basis, uh, specifically the scene where uh, Royal is talking to the kids like, I'm, I'm not talking about dance lessons. I'm talking about throwing a brick through the other guy's windshield, taking it out and chopping it up when he's trying to get the boy, the little boys to go out and have fun. And I, I still thought la- that's a great line. Yeah, I still laugh at this is my adopted da- daughter, Margo. Daughter, Margo. That is great. <laughs> and what's the other one from uh, Owen Wilson? It's like, we all know General Custer died at Little Bighorn, but what this book predisposes is maybe he didn't. Oh. <laughs> Eli saying that. Oh, it's wonderful. I love that. Yeah, it's so um, good. Yeah, good stuff. So if you're there, uh, Susan, you should go to barnesnoble.com. You should go in store um, and get some stuff. I highly recommend. They just put out Marriage Story on Criterion, and it's awesome. Oh, I do love that movie. No, yeah, it comes with actual, like a real cool booklet, and then it comes with um, fold-outs of each of their letters to each other. Well, we got that true we did get a whole book of that (laughs) we got like that mega book with their letters i have like another copy of it i have like two yes 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 i forgot that we got uh, yeah i had to give one to the conways because i got three that year (laughs) i'm like here you guys want this (laughs) uh so yes that's uh that's place to do it um so much good stuff on the criterion collection please go there and take advantage of the sale Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's uh, the Criterion sale. Let's move on to a little bit of unfortunate, sad, tragic news. Yeah. Uh, Naya Rivera. Rivera. Um, Yeah, I spelled it. This is such a horrible story. 
I know, I know. Uh, yeah, it was, well, and it's horrible her body was found on July 13th, but not, but more, not because of my birthday, but because Corey Monteith passed away in, I think it was, oh God, was it, I forget which year it was. I think it was um, 2015 or 14, but he, he passed away on July 13th as well. And there's this theory that like the Glee cast is cursed, but basically Naya Rivera last week, uh, took out a pontoon boat that she rented, um, with her son, her four-year-old son. And they just went for a swim. I guess she at least luckily had her son in a life jacket, but I guess she, you know, she was doing her own thing, uh, without it. I guess she felt like she was a strong enough swimmer, which apparently these waters, these lake Piru, I don't know if I say it correctly, um, is, is already known for being a dangerous body of water. Uh, but she went for a swim and then, uh, hours later they found the boy in the boat, um, sleeping, but they couldn't find Naya and, uh, turns out like days later they were looking for her body for days. Um, but they, they found out that what had probably happened was that the boat wasn't it wasn't properly anchored. And when it was drifting away, she was able to at least put her son in the boat. And then he describes it that he just saw his mom go under. And so I'm assuming she, she drowned, uh, just not being able to get to the boat. And it's really unfortunate. They found her body on July 13th. So Corey Monte, yeah, he passed away on, um, July 13th of 2013. And, there's been like a one or two other deaths from that show, right? Yeah. So, um, oh gosh, let's see. I want to make sure she played Coach Beast. Um, Dot Marie. Dot Marie passed away of a, so they call a widow's heart attack, I think is what it was called. Right. And then more awkwardly, Mark Sailing, who played Puck on the show, killed himself after uh, he got charged for like child pornography and stuff. So I think right when he got charged with that, he just. So this is four life. people in the same show. Four people in the same show and two of them like death days are kind of on the same day basically is kind of, um, it's just like, so that this rate they're saying the Glee cast is like cursed and it's just, it's really sad. Honestly, thoughts and prayers for, Naya's family and friends because that is mostly her son I just I feel like that's so traumatizing to like yeah I can't even imagine how old was he four four years so old he was four dude he's yeah that's horrible thing to watch and yeah I mean thank do. god he's okay yeah, yeah. Ooh, but, ooh. did was she married no um god who was her husband or the baby daddy i can't remember who was the father of the child but i know she dated big sean for a really i think she was even engaged or maybe married let's see if she was ever uh okay ryan dorsey and um but they had divorced by okay. 2018 oh that is just horrible for that little kid and the family i can't imagine Oof. Yeah, yeah, it is really, it's really sad. So <sighs> be careful out there swimming. Wear people. your life jackets no matter what. Wear a life jacket and also take another adult. Like, yes, probably wiser to have more people than less when you're going out in like big bodies of water like that. Right, right. Uh, that's horrible news.
Yeah. Uh, let's move on from that and get into Susan's bachelorette, uh, bachelor updates and news. I can't wait to hear to see who's been voted out, who doesn't <laughs> love who. <laughs> I know Brian loves this this part of the show. Um, well, basically, they they have started uh, working on Claire's season of The Bachelorette. I, as far as I know, I think they they might have already gotten things going. Um, they're at a some La Quinta resort in LA or it's like a nice resort. Not, not look, not to be confused with like La Quinta, like those, this is like something that's like a nice resort. Okay. When you said that, I was like, what? Yeah, I know. That's what people were saying. Like, what is it? No, no, no. This is like some like badass resort that has 40 pools and. Oh shit. Yeah. And so they've closed it out just for them um cast and crew all of them have been covid tested and they have been quarantined and apparently they're gonna test everybody every three days they will constantly test them oh i hope they're not every three days doing the nose thing i assume that's probably what it is i don't know how else you're gonna do it well i mean yeah there's there's other ways but they're they're gonna be testing them making sure nobody they've got backup men available in case in case somebody is, uh, you know, test positive for COVID. You're a backup stand-in. You're not good yeah. enough to make it. But if somebody dies of COVID, you're in. Yeah. And I think, I want to say it's like a five-week thing, which is like significantly less than what it's usually like two months. And uh, they obviously will not be traveling. Normally, the men and the women share one big house and they have a lot of people in rooms and that tends to create more drama. Well, this time, every guy will have their own room that they'll go to, uh, which that'll be interesting. I mean, honestly, the thing I'm excited about with this season is that we might actually have a bachelor season that feels like the beginning where it's not about drama and ridiculous, like, oh, let me get a lot of Instagram followers. I think it might actually be about love this season, which will be a really refreshing take considering the last three leads or kind of a bust, so. So you will be uh, watching, I guess. Of course. Oh my <laughs> god, I can't wait. Uh, there's there. In the meantime, we've been watching these Bachelor greatest se- uh, seasons ever, and I mean, I've seen all of them. Actually, the one coming up is uh, they're going to show the two seasons. Brad Womack. Um, he was the bachelor that was known for like his first season. He was on there. He didn't pick anyone, and then they brought him back, which I don't know why he was consider it that great to do that uh so i am excited to rewatch his highlights but i'm also ready for new new season good 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 and does that happen this year so apparently i don't know so they're if they're filming now um i mean i would say they could probably get it out in about two months uh they have guaranteed that these bachelor greatest seasons is gonna go through the end of august so maybe they're shooting for a September, October release. Okay. Well, I might have to start watching this with you so I can I mean, know. why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> you, you will get a lot of shits and giggles out of it. Okay. All right. Might just happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might just happen. Oh, my goodness. The Bachelor. What have you gotten me into? <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, is that round us up for the, the news. update news section? 
Yes. All right, that rounds us out. Let's move on to our main event. Happy birthday, Mr. President. No BS with Brian and Susan. All about birthdays. Oh my goodness. What do you want to start out with, Susan? Oh, I think your your uh, top one here, ideal birthday scenario, young when young versus old. I thought that was interesting. Okay, so all right. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, okay, so you just mean so like what was like ideal whenever we were younger versus now? Yeah, so like so I mean not like what actually happened, but right, what you, you know when you were really young, what was your ideal birthday, and does that uh, does it differ uh, now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so when I was younger, honestly, I, I did get these, but this was still like my ideal thing. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese and Discovery Zone. I don't know if you <laughs> remember those, but yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, obviously Chuck E. Cheese still exists, but like I was, I love my Chuck E. Cheese birthday, but especially when Discovery Zone was out, that was the one that was a little bit more expensive and it had like the cooler like equipment. I had one birthday there and it was like, Oh, and any friend that had the party there, I was like, this is the shit. Like I wish we could have all the birthdays here. Um, yeah, that was pretty much my ideal birthday was going to one of those places because I loved getting tokens and tickets, (laughs) prizes that I could essentially go to a dollar store and buy. But I love that. And and when I was younger, I loved having like, you kind of invite your whole class almost to your birthdays. Uh, So I really loved getting presents, like any toys, like opening up gifts and toys and stuff was so cool. That was like your main event. And then um, pizza. And pizza. Was your sister the same way? I, I don't know. She's older than me. So I really don't remember how she really did it when because by the time i really comprehended <laughs> i think that she i i don't remember what she did with her friends i think they they were chill too i think it was i think it was chill by the time i really oh. noticed it um i know my brother had like birthday parties with his friends and so i don't know so you you say you like it in tokens and gifts but don't you do that now at a certain place <laughs> Oh, Dave and Buster's. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, we haven't been in so long, but yeah, it's, it's, but it's, see, it's such a different vibe. It's so magical. Like when you're younger and now it's like, it's fun. I, I enjoy going with like Trevor and stuff, but I mean, honestly, now it is way more, it's so different. I, Gifts are cool. I do like gifts, but it's not like the same thing as when you're, I, I like the experiences. I really same love. Experience. So what is the ideal birthday now? I love when I can spend like the day with Trevor and he makes the day about me, which is what he did this year too. But like, I love, uh, I would say honestly, like a getaway, a getaway is really nice. Like it doesn't need to be like a big trip, but even just like going out to like Fredericksburg and like a winery and stuff and just feeling relaxed and lounging. And then like, I, I'm, that's what I told Trevor. I really wanted, I was like, I want to go to Bob's. Like I love a good, nice steak dinner. Hell yeah. (laughs) It's very simple. It's much more simple. It's not, it's like, so, I mean, I guess you can't say, I don't know if expensive steak dinner is is simple, but I mean, it's, I like it. 
No, no, no. It's a, a good steak dinner, no matter where it is. If you like the steak, it's cooked right. And the, the sides and the whole experience of, you know, the tuxedoed waiter, you know, something mm-hmm. like that, just there to make it, it a pleasant experience. It's a, yeah, it's a getting dressed up. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And plus, nice. we haven't really been getting dressed up the last few months. <laughs> no, no, we haven't. What, a, what about you? So, my ideal birthday... When I was younger, luckily my parents really did it up for birthdays. So I kind Mm. of like experienced that. But it was basically the go somewhere with all your friends. Yeah. Um, And that's what it was. Yeah. No, I did I have one? I might have a really young one. And it was a showbiz pizza at the time. Um, I've heard of showbiz. Yeah, showbiz. It was the same thing. Showbiz and Chuck E. Cheese, same shit. Yeah. Um, I might have had one there, but I don't think so uh but it was it was basically going somewhere on like an adventure with your friends so uh that was kind of the thing in like a ton of friends like 30 people or something like that yeah and you know you get it's all about you for a day Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you could do no wrong type of thing uh that that was what I always and I always remember like my ideal was like I can do whatever the fuck I want I can eat whatever I want I want a dozen Boston cream donuts for breakfast <laughs> I want a whole pizza to myself for lunch you know and then like tacos for dinner and don't tell me how many I can have and then another dozen you know Boston cream donuts type of thing <laughs> yeah uh so that's kind of where I was that's what, what my ideal type of thing was and more or less that was kind of what happened when I was younger uh-huh. um and as I got older you know I guess through college uh ideal birthdays was basically just drinking oh you know, yeah how much college can you was drink? getting drunk yeah. yes uh but nowadays you know pushing 40 uh I, I like the chill like the relaxing birthdays like yeah. I, you know i kind of like uh you know because you know when you're adult you can literally do anything you want to at any point in time mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't yeah. have somebody really telling you you cannot have this you have to wait till your birthday so i kind of like um a small gathering of the closest friends and uh, just chilling and relaxing. Or um, like you said, maybe going somewhere, um, watching my favorite movie, you mm-hmm. know, during the day at some point and just, you know, lots of love and uh, good times. That's kind of uh, what I kind of look for more, like more relaxing, definitely not like 30 to 50 people type of thing. No. Although I, I do enjoy that. Um, I, but if you know my ideal would be that yeah see i don't enjoy that as much anymore because i feel really bad that's i like if i'm gonna have a gathering i want it like small too because Mm -hmm. i hate on my birthday when i can't talk to everybody or give them the same amount of time like it just sucks when you feel like oh someone came to your birthday party and all you did was say hello and bye yeah and i'm still a sucker for surprises so like surprise things to do um like a like a surprise like crazy cooking class or a surprise uh, oh we're going here or we're going to go to these three record stores and here you have you know 150 dollars each place or something like that go crazy yeah you know yeah. that stuff kind of fun to me and it's like more personable and intimate so mm-hmm. i kind of like that yeah i agree with that before covid that's what trevor and i typically do for each other we surprise each other with planning for the day and we throw in like 
one or two activities that we don't know is happening and that's yeah. always nice no it's good it keep, keeps you on your toes mm -hmm. um and then of course the uh, the biggest ideal birthday situation is an eyes wide shut birthday for me oh. at least <laughs> Maybe, oh. maybe one day you would love that. You'll get that. <laughs> Wait, maybe God. one day. But then it would just be everybody I know. And I'm like, hey, that's you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Pharaoh would really enjoy that. <laughs> I try like hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Gross. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't... Uh, if you were in an Eyes Wide Shut party with Miles Teller, don't tell me that nothing would happen. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know where he's, I mean, I'm sure he's fine, but. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know where he's been. That's the whole thing. Know. Yeah. You yeah, don't know, you don't know where anybody any of is. them have been. I'm like, eh, that's all right. <laughs> I'm good. That's funny. Um, all right. So do you have a most memorable birthday and uh, the a worst birthday that you remember? I definitely have, I have two most memorable. Uh, my 25th was really great because just a few of my friends and we went to Austin to visit my friend, uh, Danny. And I just remember that being a really nice birthday just because it was like four of my bestest friends. And then we went to, uh, the day we went to, um, Oh God, not Barton Springs. Wait, maybe it was Barton Springs. It was one of those springs in Austin anyways. And it was really cool. There was a neat waterfall. We got some food from Whole Foods and um, ate there, kind of had like a little picnic and uh, got in the water and stuff. And then uh, we literally just like chilled, played games. And then we went out to 6th Street or went out to dinner and to 6th Street. And I just remember that night just being really fun. It was really nice, like good trip for my 25th. But then also the birthday, I think I was, uh, let's see, I was 27 um, when Trevor did the surprise breakfast club thing for me. Oh, I was there. Yeah, you were there too. It was the, yeah, when he rented out the theater and um, all my friends and family were there and we watched breakfast club, which that was a bucket list thing for me. I had always wanted to see breakfast club like on the big screen in theaters. So. Do you remember which one of your friends had never seen breakfast club? Gwen. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So she finally saw it. <laughs> she finally saw it. I, yeah. And that was, yeah, no, that was really cool. So that, that's, um, that was probably the best. Those are probably the best, like that stand out. Although I've, I've been pretty blessed with the uh, birthdays. I was hard to think of a bad one. I don't have like the worst, not like a huge, really bad one, but I was just going to sound so silly, but like, I remember after college, after 22, and before I met Trevor, like, honestly, birthdays were kind of starting to suck for me because I was one of those people that, um, you know, when I was single, I was like, oh, I thought I'd have a boyfriend by now. I thought, you know, like, because I was one of those people that thought, oh, I'll be dating someone by 24, um, get engaged at 25, get married by 26, like all this stuff. So I would just get in my head a lot. And I was like, whatever, it's just another year that I'm single. Cause <laughs> kind of my mentality. So I, I still had like birthdays were fine, but it was just, I remember that being a cloud for me. 
And so I guess nobody loves me. Yeah. It's so, it's so silly. Even when I'm like talking about it, I'm like, Oh my God, like so dramatic and dumb because in hindsight, once I got a boyfriend, I'm like, yeah, it was great. But it's like other reasons like birthdays. I think I realized like I loved them as a kid in general. It's just, they're not like it's, it, I love other people's birthdays more. No, they're fun. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun to get into other people's birthdays for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, what about you? What is your best birthday? Oh, there's the worst. A, there's a few. Um, I'll, I'll do the three uh, best. Oh, okay. um, one from the kids. Uh, one was uh, parents um, took me and a bunch of my friends to Mount Tasia. Which oh, was, I don't, does that probably, still exist? I don't think so. But for those of you who don't know what Mountasia is, it was this collection of arcade, virtual reality, putt-putt, bumper boats, and um, go-karts. And there was like 30 kids there, and they got this badass fucking cake. So they always loved cakes and getting cool cakes for me and this one was this actual pirate treasure chest that opened up with all sorts of candy and gold coins in it and it was still a cake no it was awesome there's a picture of that somewhere uh but it was just a great day i got to do everything and it was fun to celebrate so that was kid i think that was like nine years old or something wow uh college birthday i think i was 21 21 and uh my two best friends in college, uh, my roommate, John Grant, and uh, my other friend, Drew Davis. They were like, hey man, it's your birthday, 21. We're gonna, we're gonna go out to the bar, but first we're gonna take you to a nice steak dinner. And the nice place in Lawrence, Kansas was the Hereford House, which is a big steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, cool. And they were like, we're gonna get you high first. Oh, so I was like, sure, yeah, fuck it, that's, that's what we do. So let's do that <laughs> and go have some steaks. And so uh, they bring me in there and I'm like, fuck yeah, three of us gonna go in. So we walk in and then we go to this private room and then my fucking parents are there and like 20 of my friends are there. Oh, wow, they oh, did you was, good there. No, they did. And like my parents like picked up the tab, they took everybody out to the bars afterwards. Wow. No, it was crazy. I, I could not believe i have pictures of this and then my goddamn fucking roommate i love him to death and i knew he did it just to fuck with me but he uh-huh. invited three of the girls i was dating at the time to the, to the whole thing it was wonderful that was wonderful that wasn't awkward did no they- because i mean everybody knew each other and like you know we were like you know like we're boyfriend and girlfriend we're boyfriend and girlfriend we just like oh, okay. adult, we had been sleeping or whatever okay. um but it was just like it was like a little weird but yeah uh, but i was really high <laughs> <laughs> even better for you <laughs> oh it was good um and then uh the most recent one uh when uh Farrah surprised me to go to the cooking class um, That's that nice. was really awesome and then I think we did records but no I did not know what was happening and then this cooking class was really cool it's in the design district and it's not like your typical cooking class it is like um it's like really hands-on so you get to make everything um, so I'm trying to remember what it was called. The cookery. It wasn't Sir La Table? No, no, no. It's oh, nothing okay. like that. No, this is called the cookery, I think. And oh. it is just for cooking classes. And um, it's about 150 a person, but it's like a full course thing. Yeah. And you cook everything. And it's not just kind of you watching somebody do it. You're like up at everything and doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. And then they surprise 
supply all the wine and beer and alcohol. Oh. No, it's, it's awesome. So we did sushi. So I got mm-hmm. to, we have to learn to make sushi and poke bowls and roll your own sushi and stuff like that. So that's cool. Green, green tea, ice cream, uh, the appetizers. Like, it was awesome. That is so, neat. That sounds really good. Which that, that reminds me the one, when you said Mount Tasia, there is a place in, um, Oh my God. It has bumper cars, uh, or it has, or bumper boats and yeah, that Mountasia uh, had that. Yeah. I said bumper boats. Yeah. 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 It had, it, well, Batting I say that cages? because, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but it's not called Mountasia. It's somewhere near, um, Addison, I guess I went there last year for my birthday. I forgot to say, I actually did like that too, just because my brother and sister and his wife and the kids were there and we got mm-hmm. to play with them too. So that was, those are fun. Those places are fun. No, they Even are. Now. I think it used to be called putt putt golf and games, but now then it turned to Mountasia and it was off of like 75 and like 15th street or something like that in that area, like in Plano, but uh-huh. it was crazy. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> so those yeah. are my best. Um, yeah, I have, I have a couple bad ones, but nothing like, yeah. I mean, one was, I, I guess the one right when the divorce was happening. So it was, just, did it, did it happen right next to each other? Was so it, it was like happen. No, it was like happening. So like, it was, uh, it was just like, like right when it happened. So it was oh, just, you know, like, shit. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, way, I mean, it was, you know, thank God it happened then. Definitely. Definitely. So, no, that was good. Um, other than that, pretty much good birthdays. I've always been mm-hmm. uh, uh, very happy. So, yeah. Yeah. I haven't so, had, like, one of those, like, shit birthdays where it's, like, nobody even knew. Like, nobody remembered, and I just sat at home and cried or anything. So. Oh, no, never had that. I think you and I are pretty personable and have a lot of people that care about us. That yeah. We usually getting texts and shit like that constantly throughout the day. And I will say one thing, the older I get, the more I really, really like just somebody texting you happy birthday goes such a long way. I wouldn't have appreciated it as much as a kid, but at this point in our lives, just that personal text or call or anything. um, I mean, you and Farrah like called me, sing me happy birthday. Like that, (laughs) that kind of stuff. It, it really means a lot these days because we're all adults and busy and sometimes people just forget altogether. And so like just to reach out and say happy birthday to somebody, like at least for me, that means a lot. Oh, good. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad, well, glad we could do that. Uh, yeah. And then, then sending you all crazy gifts of <laughs> birthday <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you like that. I like that too. It's always fun to hear from people. Yeah. And I like hearing from people because, you you know, a lot of the texts, you know, you get are like just happy birthday. Mm-hmm. I like when they, they personalize it. Me too. That I do. like. I had a lot of like sweet like messages from friends that I thought was like, that's really nice. It's because it's, it's things, you know, they're not going to say every day, but it's nice Yeah, that they took the time. No, it's good. Good stuff. Mm hmm. All oh, right. Ad- Adventure okay. Landing. That's what it was called. Adventure Landing. Okay. Yeah. Not to be confused with the movie Adventureland. No, exactly. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's move on to birthday movies, birthday TV, birthday scenes. Um, let, let's. I, so 
for the birthday movies and stuff like that, I have 12 of them. So I'm not going to go first. Yeah. You go. No, I want oh. you to go first. Oh, because, you want me to go first? Oh, okay. Or unless you want me to go first, but I said you go first because I have 12 of them. So I'll just mention the ones that you don't mention. Okay. So just movies? Yeah, do movies. Right now? Yeah. Right now? Okay. So uh, the movies that I mentioned, I feel like this one's an obvious one, but I have to. 16 Candles. So is that a good birthday or a bad birthday? I mean, I would say the ending's a good birthday. If the okay. guy that you had a, like, the, it's so funny. The first person, an old, like, family friend made me watch that for the first time. And I'll never forget the way she, like, prefaced it before she started. She's like, just so you know, this would never happen. Like, this will never, this is a false dream. This is a but science fiction movie. Yeah, never wait, but, but she did say, she's like, but I love this movie. <laughs> and, and I, and obviously I ended up, cause I own it now, but, um, yeah, are you kidding me? The guy, this is like getting your dream guy and they, and then like your birthday sucks, but it's completely made up whenever you're getting to like blow out your candles and kiss the guy of your dreams. But anyway, 16 candles for sure. Uh, I love Molly Ringwald too. So, but 13 going on 30. I think that's a, I think that's another good one to show, remind people that one, don't try to grow up too fast, but also appreciate the the people you have in your lives and, and don't, don't wish for the ones that there's a reason why there are not certain people in your life. Right. So, um, I think Liar Liar is a great birthday movie too. Um, one, I thought the premise of Liar Liar was such a good, it was, I thought, I think it's a great movie, but I love right. the ending. I love yeah. the ending whenever he's like, did you wish for us? Like the parents getting back together, I think is great. Um, <laughs> this scene is just funny to me, uh, in the birds. <laughs> so yes. you remember the girls doing like pin the tail on the donkey yeah. so honestly birds is actually my favorite alfred hitchcock film because i used to be really be freaked out by it but it, that scene always cracks me up because there's a part where this one girl is like face down on the ground and a bird's like picking at her and she's just like slowly like kicking her thing and uh anyways the girl saves her but i think that's just a funny birthday scene like Fun kids birthday party. Oh no, birds have attacked. <laughs> and um, and then honestly, just Micho Black. I think is actually a really great. Uh, I mean, it's kind of dark and depressing. Wasn't that the devil? <laughs> uh, he's not the devil. He's death. He's death. Oh, he's coming. death. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. death, and he's he's. I mean, well, it's if you watch. It's kind of interesting the way it's like one life goes, but he brought another life back kind right. of thing. And just, I thought it was a really, it was honestly a really beautiful scene the way he passes too. And like on his birthday and everything, but yeah. I don't know. I thought that was a good one. Good. Good deal. Did you have any of mine on your I list? I didn't have any of yours. I didn't think so. All right. You want to hear some of mine? Yeah. Well, I think one of the best scenes for a birthday ever made <laughs> was old school. <laughs> I knew you'd have that one. Oh, dude, that whole scene of Vince Vaughn yelling at the pledge for not um <laughs> for not dressing up appropriately. Um also uh Will Farrell getting tranked in the neck. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene's amazing and falling into the oh that's that's such a great scene. 
Um, I'd also say uh, in Toy Story 1, um, we got Buzz Lightyear for his, it's a good for his one. birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, Rocky's birthday, which uh, is at the table scene. You realize they're eating uh, Eddie. Oh. <laughs> they all wear happy birthday hats. Um, City Slickers, the unforgettable birthday for Mitch, Billy Crystal, where Daniel Stern's character, uh, his, his mistress, his fling, comes in pregnant. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember that? I, don't, I know I watched that movie a long time ago, but I haven't seen it in like decades. <laughs> okay, so Susan, you need to watch City Slickers. That movie is so heartwarming and good and still funny, but the, the birthday scene is so wonderful. And like he goes to the ranch thing, drive cattle for his birthday. Um, also, Uncle Buck, birthday pancakes. The b- giant birthday pancakes, do you remember that? Haven't seen that one in a while either, but. Um, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Um, Arnie's 18th birthday, very happy, very fun, you know? He wants hot dogs. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Bilbo Baggins, 111th <laughs> birthday with the crazy fireworks. Okay. Um, child's play chucky i i almost oh no, no 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 i'm sorry i was thinking problem child what what is it? oh because he gets he gets chucky for his birthday yeah right? he yeah. he he wants chucky but uh he just gets clothes and he's like i want a good guy doll and she gets that child's play from a homeless guy and it's chucky right so yes right but problem child yes there is a scene where he goes to the little girl's birthday and they play the song uh, it's my party. And yeah. He ruins yeah, it. And he terrorizes. Perfectly. Well deserved too. That little yeah, chick she was, was like, horrible. Yeah, she's a little brat. <laughs> yeah, she didn't like him. She's like, you can't play with us. He's like, what? Yeah. Um, the movie with Michael Douglas called The Game. I never saw that. I don't even know what that is. Oh, oh my God, Susan. Okay, I'm not going to tell you anything about this okay. movie, but this movie is going to fucking blow your mind. Watch The Game with Michael Douglas. Okay. It's unbelievably good, and it's on Criterion Collection. But watch it. It is so, so goddamn good. Don't read anything about it. Just go in and watch it. But okay. it's a birthday movie. <laughs> it is a birthday. Okay. It is. And speaking of Michael Douglas falling down, the movie Falling Down, um, he just trying to get to his daughter's birthday, and then just everything goes horribly wrong. Aw. Okay. Um, and, and then, uh, and of course, uh, Harry Potter. He gets to go to Hogwarts on his birthday. Oh, is that when it happens on his birthday? Okay. Yes. Yep. Remember, because uh, Hagrid brings him a cake. <laughs> yeah, I do remember a cake. But yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was it was Harold Potter, Larry Potter, <laughs> uh, his birthday. All right. So those are like I think the best birthday scenes. I think. Yeah. Um, there, there's some good some ones. good ones there. All right. So TV shows birthdays. All right. You want me to go? Okay. So I have. Uh, here it is in gossip girl season one <laughs> because i am a chuck and blair fan i love this scene this is after uh blair has already lost her virginity to chuck and she's trying to fight it though she doesn't want him she still wants nate chase crawford's character uh and he doesn't show up to her birthday and so she's really upset, but Chuck has been there the whole time. He gets her this uh, necklace that she wanted, and um, the episode ends with them, like, making out and stuff, and uh, it's just – this couple in general just has such great chemistry, so any moments was with them were really good because Chuck was, like, this bad boy player, and, like, he only showed, like, 
tender moments and caring moments with her. So this was just one of them. And I really like that. And then, um, Michael Scott's birthday from season two. <laughs> that is one of my favorite episodes of the office. Was so that the freaking one, funny. Was that the one where Kevin thought he had cancer? Yes. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> so funny. It's just, it's hilarious. Cause Michael is like, he's that character that I think deep down we'd all, you know, maybe think to ourselves to be that way. We'd never say anything like that out loud. But he's just like, oh my God, everyone goes so crazy for my birthday. Someone brought donuts for my birthday. Yeah. He's got that <laughs> giant poster of him yes. <laughs> for people to sign. And he's just like, uh, he wants everyone to make a big deal out of it. <laughs> it's just, oh, that episode is just so funny. Like, and he doesn't even care. He's like annoyed that Kevin possibly has cancer. He's like ruining his birthday. So just go yeah. home. Just go. But I love that. And on top of the fact that Michael doesn't understand that negative means good in the medical world. Yes. It's like, it's like Neg- yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm negative. Oh, God. It's like, he rips his bracelets. Yeah. We'll fight this man. And he's like, well, apparently in the medical field, uh, negative means good. In the, in the rest real of the world. world, that would mean chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, so good. Um, also in Parks and Rec, there's an episode where it's Ron's birthday and he's yes. terrified. I actually watched that last night. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love <laughs> just like there's the way he's like looking over his shoulder so much. Like, like, what? <laughs> like Leslie is going to throw me like, I hate the way she tries to do things for my birthday. And like, she's so perfectly, he's like, this is for your birthday, Ron. I know what you like. And like, it's just like a steak dinner with uh, bacon. his bacon and like his, what is it? Like scotch or something. Lagavulin. Yeah. And like whatever crappy movie he's watching. Bridge on the River Kwai. That's a great movie. All right. It doesn't look great. And he's just like, and you'll be uninterrupted. I just thought that was really great because I even thought I was like, that's not a bad, you know, way to celebrate right there either. Yeah, that was great. I love that though. That, and then she, but, she comes back in and is like, this is a one-time deal next year. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, but I just, I think I love, there's, there's like a scene, like he, he like flinches so scared <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that something's happening for his birthday. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, this one you might, uh, appreciate uh did you watch boy meets world yeah okay boy meets world one of my favorite episodes is called 16 candles and 400 pound men and it's actually the one with uh i think he was a real wrestler vader oh yeah that's a real wrestler yeah vader is a real wrestler i think i remember that he was real yeah so he plays um Corey has to help like one of the bullies Frankie, but the more sensitive one, um, his dad is Vader and Corey's like a pro wrestling fan. And he's like, well, I need you to help me like give my dad tips for the match. But it's the same day as Topanga's 16th birthday. So he's kind of doing this like running back and forth of trying to attend her 16th birthday and also uh, be at this wrestling match. And I just remember it was really cool because like I said, my brother was such a or is a big wrestling fan too and so whenever that episode was going on i just remember thinking oh this was just it was cool no, that's a good one um and lisa's 
birthday. I know that episode was during the uh, fake Michael Jackson. Like, well, he, it was really Michael Jackson, just well, not him singing. Yeah, right, right. Like, but I mean, the guy who said he was Michael Jackson. Oh was yeah, yeah, Michael Jackson, Leon Leo Kapalski or something like that. Yeah, yeah like uh, I just liked that. Um, because, you know, everyone forgot Lisa's birthday and then Bart uh, sang that song. Yeah. Happy birthday, Lisa. I just, <laughs> I, I thought it was, a, one of my favorite things in The Simpsons is when Bart and Lisa have really great moments too. And that was one yeah. of my favorites. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine would be The Simpsons one that you just mentioned. Also, I think there's an episode in the first season of Gilmore Girls where Rory has her birthday and she gets oh, her laptop. That's a good one. That's I didn't a real think good about one. That. Everybody's and, there. And I think the parents come by for a little bit. Like Yeah. Yeah. They get her just those bracelets. He's like, We wanted to get you more. And then she was like, No, this is perfect. Yeah, but I think they might have given her a check too, because they always gave her a check at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but I really liked that one. Uh let's see here. That is a um, good one. Actually, I I like that episode a lot too. Those are the only two that I really thought of. Uh, hard. Wise, no, for TV wise, so I know there's like birthday episodes, but nothing that like really stuck out other than the Simpsons one. And uh, oh, I do have one. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's an episode of South Park, and it's Cartman's. Uh, well, it's yes. There's two great birthday episodes in South Park. One <laughs> being Casa Bonita. Okay. Which is an epic episode of South Park where Kyle, you know how Cartman hates Kyle for being Jewish and just hates him. So Kyle can invite three of his friends to go to Casa Bonita, which is a real place in Colorado. And, you know, it has like the cave divers and like the bands and like the haunted house inside. It's like, it's it's a whole thing. Uh So, uh, Cartman is yelling at Kyle for being Jewish and then he finds out that he can invite three friends to Casa Bonita and so Cartman just changes his attitude like is in love with Kyle and but Kyle won't invite him because he's a dick yeah he's rude him yeah he won't invite Cartman because Cartman's an asshole and so he invites Mm -hmm. Kenny and Stan and Butters so Mm -hmm. Cartman devises a plan to kidnap Butters and tell him that the world has gone zombie apocalypse and stores him underneath, uh, underground for a while. And Cartman comes to check back on him. Like, and he like roughs himself up to make it look like he's like saving him from like the zombie wars. And like, no, it's insane. Yeah. And so it's also he can go to Casa Bonita. <laughs> did he go? Did he get to go? He did. But like, right as they were walking in, it's like, it's found out that he did this to Butters. And so he fucking just runs in and tries to do everything while the cops get him. And when the (sighs) cops like arrest him for doing this to Butters, he goes, he's like, the cops ask him, was it worth it? He goes, totally. Uh, (laughs) But it's a, it's a great episode. So that, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, Yeah. Episode. And there was another one where Cartman for his birthday had inherited like millions of dollars and he built his own theme park 
But no, no, that was that wasn't his birthday. He got he had his birthday and he did not like the gifts he was getting. Oh. And so he would like torture people because of, oh, it was wonderful. Oh my God. <laughs> Carmen, even though I, I love it, he's so funny to watch, but he's yeah. such a dick. Oh, <laughs> he's, he, he's, he killed Scott Tennerman's parents and then chopped them up and fed to, fed them to him as chili. <laughs> oh my God. And then licked the tears as the kid was crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh gross god it got worse i didn't see him do that well that was in like an early season like episodes or season five or something like that mm. but yeah that it's, it's called scott tennerman must die and what happened was scott tennerman was like two grades older than cartman and then tricked cartman into gluing pubes to his face and so that was the joke on cartman this mm-hmm. kid scott tennerman did that and so yeah. cartman got his revenge and it's not known until the very end when they're in a chili contest and he's eating the chili it's his parents <laughs> gross <laughs> it's so good uh so yeah so that's movies and tv and birthdays i think let's move on to songs what songs uh should i go first yeah you go first because i i don't have much at all (laughs) all right so we mentioned the oh so i won't mention that one but i'm gonna mention you know 50 cent go shouty it's your birthday birthday. you're gonna party like it's your birthday holy shit that was spring break on a cruise in college in 2003 they played that That song nonstop. (laughs) yeah that is a really good one i didn't even think that um i'm gonna go uh the song birthday by the beatles from 1968 they sing a great fun birthday song the beatles do um also stevie wonder sings a happy birthday he did in 1980 happy birthday to you and then of course the smiths the the uh downer awesome you know rock goth band the smiths yeah uh sing a song called unhappy birthday (laughs) oh so uh, not something you'd really want to listen to or if you're really goth or whatnot. And of course, you know, Leslie Gore, 1963. It's my party and I cry if I want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I had, I did have Lisa's, like, I honestly, I love that song. It, happy, I like the beat of that. Happy birthday, Lisa. It's Lisa. your birthday, Lisa. I don't know. I, I really do. That actually might be my, like, one of my favorite birthday songs because <laughs> I thought it was really good. So do they good. sing it to you? Do they sing like, Susan, it's your birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday, Susan. No, no, they didn't. But I mean, yeah, I like that one. And I mean, I have like the classic happy birthday on here. Of course, yeah. it's a classic. And um, I also agree about, it's my party if I'm crap, I want to. Yeah, but the you 50 Cent one's a good one. I didn't even think about that. It's, that's that's a good one too. You're party like it's like your it's birthday. Your birthday. <laughs> mm-hmm. That what? was played the entire week of that cruise. Holy shit! That was played the like like forever. That was always played. No, it was, but I mean, like that was like the year that it came out, and mm-hmm. so like like every twenty minutes, like everybody was on the floor. Oh my goodness! All right, mm-hmm. uh, you had a good topic for this birthday thing. Yeah, just here. So, okay, well, for starters, because obviously cake is a is a staple for dessert for birthdays. What is your favorite cake flavor to have? Uh, strawberry cakes. Strawberry. Okay. All right. Mine is funfetti. Ooh, funfetti. Do you like a, what? What frosting would you want then? Um, usually a cream cheese chocolate or a cream cheese white um, type of thing with chocolate shavings on top. Okay, yeah, I like a, a buttercream. 
Um, and then if you, what's your favorite, like what favorite dessert would you want other than a cake for a your birthday? Fucking smattering of different pies. Pie, oh, are you a like, pie guy? I, I, I like pie and cake, but like if I had like pecan pie, banana cream pie with crushed chocolate chip cookies, a, like a fudge pie and a sweet potato pie, buttermilk pie, apple pie, have them all on the table so I can have like a slice of all of them. Well, okay. Which pie is your favorite if you had to pick one pie? Uh, shit. Um, probably it's a cross between um, a pecan pie or the banana cream pie with a cro- with crushed homemade chocolate chip cookies on top. What? Does that exist? I've, what is I've that? made that. Oh, you've made that. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of that. So you get the banana cream, but then you get like the little crunchy chocolate chips and like a little hint of chocolate with the banana. Oh, it's so good. All right. Huh. What about you? Um, I would pick candy. So candy. I yes, candy. I give me like a a nice little buffet of sour belts, sour straws, gummy bears, preferably the mini ones, um, and sprees, non-chewy, the original sprees and Twizzlers, and... Uh, <laughs> I wish you could see Susan <laughs> thinking about this because she's off in her own world. Like, <laughs> she's basically like Homer Simpson when he goes to chocolate <laughs> land, prancing around, yeah. thinking of all the good candy. For real. <laughs> like, my last birthday, Trevor and I went to Deep Ellum, and um, we across the the candy store and he knew once we saw it i was like oh we're going in there and i just like literally walk into a candy store and i'm just like i've got a golden ticket oh my gosh (laughs) i love love like i love the create your own candy bag like give me that all day so yes those give me those candies and i'm just (laughs) i love a good birthday cake but i would take that even there you go i like it Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. That wraps up our birthday section, our main event, <laughs> episode 10. Happy birthday, Mr. President and mm-hmm. Susan. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Oh, my God. To uh, our blind watch this week. So blind watch, me. as you know, um, is uh, a, 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 it's something we developed. <laughs> and it is super fun that I'm so glad we did it. Uh, yeah, I do um, enjoy it. It is so much fun. Um, so basically, Susan and I pick off, switch off each episode, pick a movie that we both haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would be fun if we got to pick a movie for the other person to watch. But I like the fact that we both haven't seen the movies that we're picking because it makes it more difficult and we kind of have to deep dive into like the annals of cinema to find the shit that we have not seen yeah i like it more this way i think it's a better because then we're really i think we're branching out more too so right right so i i do uh agree with that so the movie susan picked this week uh for both of us she she had three in mind and we we just she decided on uh little black book and now this movie little black book is a movie that was released in 2004, August 6, 2004, um, and was 
at the height of Brittany Murphy's career. And mm -hmm. so it has a crazy cast, but it was directed by Nick Huron, which I don't think you'd really uh, know any of the films he did, but he's done a lot of Doctor Who stuff, a lot of mm. Sherlock stuff, Altered Carbon, um, a lot of pretty good TV, but movie wise, I'm not so sure. But Little Black Book, we had both never seen this. I don't even remember this coming out. Uh, so, Susan, <laughs> why was this on your uh, list? And what was your expectation going in? And in like one sentence, what was the ex, what, what did it ex succeed uh, your expectations? So I picked it because uh, it was on HBO Max and I like literally searched comedies. Like I, I love a good romantic comedy and I saw that it was on there and I got excited because I do remember seeing the trailer when it came out and that was just, that was around also around the time when there were a lot of romantic comedies in theaters and that one just didn't, I never got a chance to see it. So I had always been curious about it. And I really like Brittany Murphy. I think she's a great actress and she's super cute. Um, my expectation was simply, you know, it's not going to be half bad. I thought it was going to be, I thought it'd be predictable, a basic formula. And I thought it'd be the equivalent of like a 27 dresses kind of vibe, like kind of unique, but basically the same old spiel and then i'd feel like eh not bad for a rom-com maybe like prince charming actually geek charming G geek charming i don't know i said prince geek charming i thought it was be like more like that so but better after, acting <laughs> right so after watching it um you you describe yeah i was like okay britney murphy this crazy cast and then i thought like when you say romantic comedy this is like the anti-romantic comedy oh yeah I absolutely this is not to me a romantic comedy I'm it's, it's the anti-romantic comedy that's yeah. a good way to put it I didn't think that what actually comes out is like I mean it's not good it's just no, not it's not good well would you say that out of all of our blind watches that geek charming is still the best one yes and that's fucking nuts and that is nuts because that's the only one that I picked with the intent, not the intent, but I was like, hey, this one's going to suck probably, <laughs> whatever. Gonna Brian's going to hate it. Because <laughs> I picked it after Ricky O, and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to pick this one. I don't even care if it sucks, whatever. And it's turned out to be the best one in my opinion. What about, what do you, what do you think? No, I, that's why I said it. I think that's, I think it's still the best one. I think it's yeah. the one besides Ricky O, because I think Ricky O is awesome. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think um, Geek Charming is the one I would watch the most again. Same. Well, because Geek Charming, for what it was, especially because it's a children, like it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's Disney Channel original film. So you already go into it with that. When you know what audience it's catering to, you can really appreciate it for what it is. But, and I will say this, and this is shocking. Ricky O is better than Little Black Book. <laughs> For me you to heard, say that. You heard it here, folks. Susan's favorite movie of the year is Ricky O. No, the no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, but I enjoyed um, 
What's the one? Acrimony? I enjoyed that one more. Like, that was more fun than... Because that was at least fun. Little Black Book was like... It's okay. terrible. Yeah, that's it's okay. terrible. Okay, so the movie Little Black Book, again, came out in 2004. And it stars Brittany Murphy. But it also has a co-starring cast of Holly Hunter, Ron Livingston, Kathy Bates, Stephen Tobolowsky, Rashida Jones... <laughs> And then a stupid cameo um, at the end, but yeah. we'll get we'll get to that in a second. So it's like a crazy fucking cast, and I don't understand how they got everybody. And they read the script and were like, how is this going to be good? So uh, the movie starts out like I thought I was going to like the movie in the first five minutes because it has a Brittany Murphy playing this uh, woman named Stacy Holt who goes through her kind of like background life story of like, I've dated so many guys and none of them worked out, blah, blah, blah. And now she is an associate producer on a daytime talk show that is the same exact show as Jerry Springer, but it's called the Kippy Can Show and the Kippy Can is Kathy Bates. So the same as a Jerry Springer show. Yeah. And she's the producer. And she is seeing this guy uh, played by Ron Livingston, uh, known as Derek. And he seems cool. Um, she seems cool. They seem to get along and stuff. He has a cool fucking dog. Um, but she, her um, co-worker, who's played by Holly Hunter, starts to give her, like, feed her information like maybe you should see what's happening like he does not like to talk about his past relationships he just he's just really into you he doesn't want to bring up his past relationship that's in the past he doesn't want to bring you to his parents whatever and mm -hmm. so Brittany Murphy is feeding her uh Holly Hunter is feeding her this information like, you should like research this you should like try to spy on him and so he like gets his palm pilot his little black electronic book and emails book. and starts to like fake that she's a per of fake who she is and tr and gets in touch with his exes to find out like the stuff about him and it's horrible horrible and that's kind of like what the movie is right yeah yeah it is and honestly it's just it's so poorly written though and that's what really bothers me most romantic comedies they they give you a background of these characters like you said they started out well because we're like okay um, she's dated some guys. She's kind of looking for Mr. Perfect. But other than that, that's about the extent of what we know about Brittany Murphy, besides the fact that she wants to work for Diane Sawyer, be Diane Sawyer one day. Um, but you usually know your lead a lot more. You know what they're passionate about. You know a personality trait about them. If they're like super organized, if they're a mess or whatever. And once she gets this job and starts looking into her boyfriend's like past girlfriends, which to me seems very like odd. It doesn't, it doesn't seem, there's really no reason for it. And other than the fact that they're like kind of pushing it in her ear to like go look for it. But I don't like the, the setup. We also get no real understanding of her, of her boyfriend either. Ron Livingston's character. Like, uh, he, they say things like they allude to the fact that she wasn't being herself around him. I never knew that. I no, never I never knew that because she's having like a blast at the hockey game. She's having a blast having right. a good time with him at home. And there's nothing like, and like he doesn't do like, um, 
Ron Livingston's character doesn't do anything like bad. Like he no. seems like a genuinely good dude, cares about her, does stuff for her. And I'm just like, why is she tripping? Exactly. He's, he seems like nothing but a good boyfriend. She also, the minute she meets him, she says he's perfect. Like it, it, it seems like it was just a physical attraction, but we don't even know that. We don't know why he was perfect. We don't even know if he was perfect just because he looks good. Like we don't know if she's a shallow person. We don't know if she's just looking for someone who fits a certain like checklist and it's just very confusing they don't explain this stuff like usually when a character is pretending to like things because they're with the guy they'll show like a a sign of bored boredness or something or like oh awkwardness or whatever that we know like oh yeah she's uncomfortable that's not really what she's into but she's doing it for him we wouldn't know that and then it's just sprung on you in the end like i'm not myself around you you could have fooled me. <laughs> yeah, does it make sense? So the other side story is her being this producer for like a Jerry Springer type show. And so she uses that card and pretends she's somebody else as a producer to get his exes to come on the show and talk about him. Mm-hmm. And then like the whole thing at the end is Holly Hunter set Brittany Murphy up to be on the show herself to yeah. confront all the exes and Brittany Murphy and Ron Livingston uh, about the whole thing of spying on the boyfriend. And it's just so horrible. It's so bad. Like I can appreciate the twist because I didn't see it coming. I didn't. I was like, Oh wow. I can't believe that was what happened, but it didn't, it didn't do anything. Like, honestly, I didn't feel like usually when something like that happens, you're like, wow, you just got a big, you just learned a big lesson. This is very uh, impactful, whatever. There was no lesson learned. There was nothing, just shock value. That was it. It was there for shock value and they needed some big dramatic like conclusion there or whatever, something to happen there. But it, it failed so miserably. It was just awkward and weird. And you really don't root for this character, by the way. No, you don't root for Brittany Murphy. She is horrible. horrible. And like, it's funny because when uh, Susan says there's like no message, like what's the message here? It reminds me of that Coen Brothers movie, Burn After Reading with Brad Pitt and George Clooney at the very, when like people die in that movie for Mm -hmm. no reason. And at the end of the movie, they're all talking in the, in the office, like, what did we learn here? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> nothing yeah. and if there's something to learn and there's not so yeah. how horrible is Brittany Murphy character so after this happens after she's doing this she goes her favorite coffee shop is called beans bean coffee or whatever mm-hmm. and um one of her old boyfriends that really liked her that she broke up with that really loved her um seen coming out of this bean place and it's his place and she like <laughs> confesses her love for him and then <laughs> right it's like you're meant to be it's meant to be it's supposed to be you yeah and then right after that it's like oh here's my pregnant wife and she and she says the line oh i want to go jump in a river and i, I texted susan right at that moment Ooh, the knife is twisting so wonderfully because Which she doesn't is, deserve it yeah no and i was really i am happy that that happens so i was like if this is how it ends that she gets this guy that's stupid which I'm glad that that was the case. But again, her character makes no sense. sense. Yeah, it make it makes no sense at all. Like, like you have like why like everybody I think at some point you want to ask about exes or whatever, but I mean, you try for like yeah, it just didn't work out or you know this or this. You don't go in and find like pictures or 
emails or look and, and then start talking to the exes. Like that's horrible. It's a she becomes story. friends with one of them that she and and that's what's really frustrating. Is like something like that would happen. And maybe you realize the, the reason this all happened was that she formed a friendship w- with one of the exes and the guy sucked for both of them. And it was just that they both just needed to get over this guy and they'll be friends and they can be single for a while. That's not the case. Instead, she's like, what I discovered is that you need to be with her. That's you guys are meant to be together. And then you'd think after that, she'd just be like, oh, I'm, I need to be single. But then she's going to jump on this dude that she hasn't seen in years. Like, I'm like, you've learned nothing. This yeah. is so stupid. <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. So as the movie is ending, um, it's like a picture of her driving in her like little like VW bug. And she's driving into the city and she's narrating like, you know, oh, it's going to be okay. I kind of like learned my lesson, whatever. And the, the camera pans out from the car all the way up into the cityscape. And what I, we were hoping, oh shit, okay, she doesn't end up with anybody. Perfect, fine, the movie ends. But it doesn't. There's another goddamn horrible scene that makes zero sense whatsoever. Susan. It's so stupid. So somewhere in this movie, she was applying for a job to work with Diane Sawyer that just happened to be available. Uh, like, I don't even know. Okay. And she gets this, like, I, I don't know in what reality that you would tell this story to freaking somebody who works with Diane Sawyer, not a tabloid show or, you know, Diane Sawyer is like legit real hard news. She, her only experience is working for a show for An Jerry Springer. Yeah, associate yeah. producer. <laughs> yeah, that's there's no way she would ever be hired for that because of because of the story that happened to her. If anything, they wouldn't want her even right. more. Right. So she's in like, like this building and she's being interviewed by some young girl and it's like basically the dialogue is like so we reviewed your resume and there's like a silence and guess what? You got the job. Yeah, it's it's the most. She's like she's like Diane's not even here, but she did say if I found a really great girl that I should hire her. So you're yes. hired. I'm like, what? As someone who's actually worked in like news, I can tell you right now that would never happen. That is and what did what did I text you? What did I text you about that? What, what the best part of this movie or is that Diane Sawyer didn't say oh, yes to this? Yeah, <laughs> Diane saw, Sawyer knew not to be a part you of know, this movie. <laughs> yeah, that it it was just so ridiculous. Like I I thought she was going to show up. I really did, but. I mean, so, yeah. So throughout the whole movie, um, there is a song that's played "Let the River Run" by Carly oh. Simon, made famous by the movie Working Girl. Um, you know that was a great movie with Harrison. Yes, that Gordon. is a good movie. Yeah, uh, that and, is good. Yes, and so Working Girl with Melanie Griffith and Sigourney Weaver and all that stuff, and that the song "Let the River Run." And so throughout the movie, there's like a couple scenes where the song plays her and where even the main characters dance to it. Mm-hmm. And so after she gets the job, somebody walks in to be interviewed uh, for the show, and guess who it is? <laughs> Carly fucking Simon. Mm-hmm. And that's when I texted Susan, "Boo!" Yeah, you're like, no, <laughs> that was so dumb. It's so stupid. Yeah, and then of course Brittany Murphy's character is not professional and she like screams and faints and 
yelling to her mom on the phone. Oh, it just makes no sense. Again, things that they would not hire you. Like, this is not how, <laughs> you can't act that way with your guests. Like, this is just so stupid. And I can let that go. Really, I can let that go. It was just that this is how the movie ends. And we already tolerated with so much other bad shit. And the, it's just like the cherry on top of this crappy movie that whoever wrote this did not understand like literally just the basics of how to write characters. All right. I, I will tell you who wrote this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will tell you. Um, it was uh, Melissa Carter who wrote this. She write anything else? Uh, very kind of very little. So she didn't write a whole lot of stuff. So she's, um, She's a producer as well, but she also wrote just a few things. Um, upcoming like show called Stargirl, but other than that, um, just a couple of TV series with only an episode or two each, like shows like Famous in Love, Queen Sugar, Mistresses, Jane by Design, and The Lion Game. Maybe Stuff she's that, maybe she's better with a show. I don't know. I, well, yeah, this movie was absolutely horrible. Melissa Carter um, wrote it. Um, and I think she had help with uh, a person named Alyssa Bell um, mm. who wrote this. Um, and Alyssa Bell wrote um, Vegas Vacation with Chevy Chase, the one where they all go to Vegas. Oh, that's good. So um, not a whole bunch of good stuff coming from the, the writing portion of this. But yes, the, just nothing makes sense in this movie. And you got to think like this was probably done for Brittany Murphy at the top of her career. And so everybody mm -hmm. wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so bad. And so, you know, doing a little research about the movie, um, Roger Ebert gave the movie three out of four stars and we don't know why. I don't understand. That's a credible critic. And I do not get what you could, the only thing I saw some reviews and people really praised Brittany Murphy. And I think you and I can both agree. She did do a good job. She's a good actress, right? but the material she's given, like that's, it was not good. Like the actors are great. If you want to, yeah, none of the acting is bad. Yeah. It's just the writing, it's like, it just makes no sense. Like there's, you're trying and you're really trying to get, it just, when you can refer back to like literally geek charming and think about a movie like that where that person had the basics. He knew how to write the character. We understood the popular girl. We understood the geek. We, yep. you know, like they, this is just that simple. There's, we don't understand. And, and Little Black Book is so deceiving as to what the premise is going to be about. Like, they barely used Ron, Liv Ron Livingston. He's barely in it. I never see their relationship, really. Yeah, you don't see their relationship. You know, it's, it's a dumb, it's a bad movie. It's and bad. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's probably maybe, although I really now didn't like the other one that we watched because of the sequel, but... Um, one of the worst ones for sure. I, I, I don't even think it's worth people wasting their time. I mean, it's fun for us to watch and like critique it, but don't, Make there's so it. much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually like if we ever talk to Holly Hunter, we're going to be like, what the fuck was black, the little black book. I don't understand. Go watch big sick. She's yeah. great in that. She is. Um, and then speaking of like blind watch, it was one of the other blind watch uh, choices, but I had already seen it. And since it's a birthday thing, uh, Susan, I think watch birthday girl with um, 
Nicole Kidman, which I loved. And it's like definitely when you see like Birthday Girl, you're like, whoa, with Nicole Kidman. It's definitely not your typical movie whatsoever. No, no. That was the one I was going to, if you hadn't seen that, that would have been my pick was Birthday Girl because it was also on HBO Max. But I went ahead and watched it last night because I had always wanted to see it. And it was, oh, a whole lot better than this It's a good movie and pretty dark. It's so dark. It's, uh, damn, I will say, though, Nicole Kidman gets put through the ringer. She's just a punching bag in that movie. She's a really good actress in it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure. For sure. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) oh, it's like Nicole Kidman. It's like saying Leonardo DiCaprio is a really good actor. Well, like, sometimes you don't see that side of Nicole Kidman like you do in Birthday Girl. So it's kind of cool to see that type of thing. So I like it. No, it's good. It was good. It was good. I Good. liked it. Glad you liked it. All right. Moving on to our last little segment, honorable mentions, where, where we um, talk about like the movies we're watching we want you to watch. Uh, Susan, you're up first. All right. Well, uh, on here, well, first, I haven't seen Fatal Affair yet, but it came out today on Netflix. This is another one that I, um, you know, define as a lifetime movie on crack. Uh, you've got a solid cast. Um, I think it was Nia Long and is it Omar Epps? Is that it? Let me just make sure on that. Uh, I like Fatal Omar yeah, Omar Epps. And it's basically, and you know, there's, there's a psycho, there's a psycho guy coming in trying to break up their marriage and, uh, I can't wait to watch it. I, I I will watch it today, but uh, the other one is the old guard that came out last Friday. I enjoyed it. I don't know how much you enjoyed it, Brian. You you weren't as crazy about it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, I you know, thinking about the old guard, like there there's a lot of stuff I didn't like about it just because I just thought it was kind of bland. I like the story a lot. Like I think mm-hmm. that's a fun story. Um, but uh, there's some there were some things I liked in it for sure. But yeah. it's that's not one that like I like I told I told you like I really want a sequel because I think yes. they could go some cool places with it. So, but yeah, I will say that the ending made me like it even more, and that was one of the few times that I was like, oh my gosh, I want a sequel for this film because I want to know exactly what you said. I want to see where they go with it, um, and I just think for Netflix, that's a fun that that's a great movie for people who are craving like those summer action blockbusters that they used to go spend money on and things like like a crank or whatever you want to call it like this this would kind of scratch that itch so i enjoyed that and then i also did watch palm springs uh i I love yeah that might be my top 10 actually because it was i mean well we don't have a whole lot (laughs) to choose from so no I i really enjoyed that movie that was it was good and did you know that that was the highest like bought film at Sundance, like seventeen point five or something million dollars? Hulu bought it for. Wow. Yeah, this movie was highly um, praised and wanted uh, at, at Sundance. So, uh, well, and I, I understand. I think I always say I can appreciate when the romantic comedy genre is kind of reinvented and just like fresh again and this yeah. this definitely does that and andy samberg and i can never say her last name christina something yeah whatever the girl 
Uh, they do a fantastic job. I love the like eighties vibe to it. And it's, it's a good one. No, it's a good, I liked it. It's like Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's just a, it's kind of like a cool little Twilight Zone-ish story. And, you know, there's, there's a couple little flaws in it. But other than yeah. that, like, I really loved it. Like, they it's, did a good job. Yeah, it's a great ending. And for those who do watch it, make sure you go through the credits to see, like, a, a, a credit scene that really ties the movie up. Yes, yes, for sure. You need that. Because that was the first thing I told Trevor when we watched. I was like, wait, what about, what's his name? What about J.K. Simmons? What yeah. are they going to do? I was like, oh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good, good deal, good deal. Um, and the other three, have you seen any of the other three that I'm going to mention? No, I have not. So you can oh. mention them. Okay, The Beach House um, is a film that's on Shudder, the horror um, app. And it is a fantastic uh little horror film um it is directed by jeffrey a brown and it is i bill the movie as if um hp lovecraft and stephen king went to a beach house for the week and had uh their creations come to life hmm. okay um and much like a romantic comedy um there is uh, it's about a young couple who go to the beach house to spend the week and they find an older couple couple there staying there too they all bond and then all of a sudden there's like this kind of strange virus outbreak and uh it goes into like hp lovecraft creatures and mist and all sorts of crazy stuff and uh it's it's a really good uh little horror film and solid if you like that type of stuff um come and see is an old 1985 film a russian film that just came out on the criterion collection so you can go to barnes and noble and get your 60 percent off there if you have the membership come and see is one of the best world war ii films ever made specifically about the holocaust um it is not for the weak it is it uh, follows a young boy who's drafted into the resistance against the Nazis and has to kind of travel by himself to avoid capture and death. And it is so good. Come and see. Really All great. Right. Uh, okay. My last one I will mention, it'll come out in a week or two. Um, Tijuana Jackson, Purpose Over Prison. Uh, starring the incredible uh, Romney Malco. You might recognize Romney Malco from A Million Little Pieces or 40-Year-Old Virgin, uh, a ton of other stuff. Um, but the movie is filmed like The Office, and it's about uh, Romani's character, Tijuana Jackson, who gets out of prison and tries to become a motivational speaker. It's really funny, it's heartfelt, uh, and it's a, it's a great character that he's been perfecting for 20 years. Um, wow. And uh, you could also, um, I got to talk with Ro Romani Malco. Um, it is on YouTube. It is on this podcast network. Uh, it was a super fun talk. He is great and hilarious, but we talk about Tijuana Jackson and everything else. Uh, do that. And then also, in addition to the podcast, I mentioned The Beach. I talked with the actors and filmmakers for that as well. So you can uh, t see about all the horrorness in filming at Cape Cod. Uh, I actually have one more that I forgot because I don't think I brought it up in the last episode, but you finish if there was anything else. No, that was it. That's right. Um, the Beach House sounded really interesting, by the way. Uh, Check a trailer out for it. And I think you were like, oh, we got to watch this. Yeah. Well, it made me, that's what reminded me of, well, just uh, horror, The Rental. Have you watched oh, The Rental yet? No. So I, 
I requested that because I want to set up interviews with everybody and I have not heard back yet. So yeah, yeah, I did too, but <laughs> they, well, we'll see about that. But uh, I did watch the movie and uh, I thought it was pretty decent. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's Dave Franco's, I think that's, is that his directorial debut? Yeah, he directed yeah. it with Alison Brie, a pretty good cast. Uh, yeah, Alison Brie, Dan Stevens, um, Sheila Vond. I don't know if her if that's how you say her last name, but uh, she was in A Girl Who Walks Home Alone at Night or something. Yes. Uh, and anyways, it's it's literally about two couples that rent like this Airbnb for like a celebration, fun vacation, and there's romance and there's cheating and there's drugs and then there's murder yeah the trailer's <laughs> really good for it yeah it's really creepy um i mean don't have a lot of like it's it's i appreciate how simple it is but don't have like it's not like super like Complex. there's no i don't think there's any twist or anything it's just a i think it's just like a it's solid i think it's solid all right. I, I'm no, really I, curious of your thoughts. I'm assuming you'll watch it. Right? No, I did definitely want to watch it. I'll, I'll see if I got the screener. I probably did, um, but I was hoping out to hold out for Dan and Allison since they're actually a real couple in real life to have them both on Dave. the show. Dave, that's why I said Dan. <laughs> you Dan, said Dan. Yeah. I'm like, no, not Dan. Dan, Dan Stevens. No, he can be the Dave. third. <laughs> well, I just... Uh, that's one of our favorite celebrity couples is Dave Franco and Allison Brie. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm like, they're both so, they both seem so awesome. Yes, for sure. Um, so yeah, those are our honorable mentions. Check out those movies. Check out our shows. Um, we are No BS with Brian and Susan. Uh, this is our episode 10, the birthday. Birthday, happy birthday, Susan. Thanks. Where can everybody <laughs> find you? Find me on thischicksflicks.com, City of Irving's YouTube channel, or just on YouTube in general, uh, Instagram, Twitter at thischicksflicks, and yeah, you can you can search me. <laughs> you you can search her. 